Springfield Underground is a 2 million square foot refrigerated warehouse and a repurposed limestone mine below Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. And unfortunately, uh, we made a promise to you guys last week that we were unable to fulfill. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We were all very excited to have the Scully's crew join us, but it's nearing 10 p.m. and their call time was around 7 p.m. and they have yet to show up here at 7 the 7 p.m. yesterday. Yes, yes, 7 p.m. yesterday. We've been holed up in here trying to reach them, but it seems that they're unreachable. Um, and I guess this is as good a time as any to go ahead and address the Scully's yeah. crew directly. There's been some allegations that I gave Scully's food truck five stars because of my relationship with the crew. From whom did these allegations come, Dan? All corners of uh, Southwest Missouri. <laughs> I'm, I'm even getting letters from the boot heel, the band, and the actual area. The northwest corner of Southwest Missouri. Yeah. The southwest corner of Southwest Missouri. <laughs> you know. The northeastern corner. I'm not going to do that anymore. All corners of Southwest <laughs> Missouri. And I just want to say that my rating Scully's five stars is in spite of my relationship <laughs> with the Scully's crew. These guys are the roughest, toughest SOGs in the hot broth biz. <laughs> What's an SOG? Sons of guns. <laughs> They're mean. And in spite of all of that, it's that tasty, tasty ramen and those loaded kimchi fries that earn them the five-star position that they're in. Wait, Dan, do you, do you hear that? Uh, the floor's shaking up what, here. What is that? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's open. K Karen, can you let them in? Whoa. Oh, oh, hey, guys. Hey. hey guys, hey. what's up? Uh, thanks for coming. So happy you're here. It's totally fine that you're late. Not a big deal at all. <laughs> shot, yeah. shot right over here. <laughs> traffic, you know. Yeah, traffic. Uh, we're so happy to have you guys here. Before we get started talking, can you uh, tell us your names and what your role is at Scully's? My name is Joe. I'm a cook. I'm Joe's wife, Laura, and I also cook there. <laughs> we also own it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeremy. I run the front window and talk to all the beautiful people of Springfield, Missouri. We're so happy to have you guys yeah. here. And there's <laughs> definitely nothing we have to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> we are very happy to be here as well, Dan. Scully's crew, as you will be collectively known, would you like to tell us anything about Scully's that maybe we missed on our excellent review of your excellent food truck? <laughs> Where did the idea come from? When did you decide you wanted to do it? Uh, when we got fired from our last job. <laughs> <laughs> that made it pretty simple. We kind of had to do something. And who wants to go get another job when you've had all the bad jobs? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go start my own school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, just, 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Joe's parents actually came to us and were they were willing to help us get the trailer. So that was really what like It was a big step. That was a, that was it. So without them we wouldn't have been able to do it. How did you guys decide on the pan asian style of cooking it was just something we were kind of obsessed with what we'd cook on our days off it just made sense to us there wasn't a good place to get ramen in town tell us a little bit about coops fresh kitchen yeah. how, how long was that yeah. even around it kind of just went under my nose i think mm. it was only like two or three months yeah. yeah you know when you think about i could start whatever i want the options are so huge so it was like well let's do a fried chicken place i don't know we spent just... a lot of time in nashville and eating hot fried chicken mostly hot fried catfish there wasn't a good place to get it in town kind of the same thing with the ramen so we tried that for a little bit but our hearts weren't really in it oh, yeah. i would have loved to have tried it how would you describe the type of dishes you serve now just in a general way ingredient driven food we try to get all the best proteins we shop only at hormans so all of our proteins are locally sourced joe does a great job cooking most of all the proteins the pork he takes a lot of time on all of it <laughs> It definitely shows. Why are you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do to make that tofu so smoky? Smoke it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys do a pretty amazing job with your uh, Pan-Asian food. But we're not here to talk about just you guys today. You guys brought in an idea for another restaurant. We did. We're going to talk about Fakim. Lay it on us, Andy. Traditional Vietnamese restaurant Pha Kim is located on the west side of Campbell, just south of Walnut Lawn. Before we start exploring how it got there, we need to break down that name, which has likely perplexed potential diners since the business opened in December of 2014. So, everyone have a seat. It's time for a lesson. Welcome to Professor Carr's Pretentious Classroom. Dan, if I have to tell you one more time, you can't bring an entire Burger King crispy chicken sandwich combo to eat at your desk. You're heading straight to the principal with a referral. Eat my shorts, car. Okay, where was I? The first word, P-H-O, is the traditional Vietnamese dish in which the restaurant specializes. Pho is actually a Vietnamese breakfast dish that we in the U.S. have repurposed for lunch and dinner. Lord forbid we start our days with a meal that is not obnoxiously sweet. Pho consists of hot broth with rice noodles and sliced meat and is served with sprouts, a lime, cilantro, and basil, and maybe some other flavorful greens. Sounds a lot like ramen, right? A mess of noodles steeped in steaming broth? Well, they're actually quite different. Ramen is a Japanese dish that uses wheat noodles rather than rice, and has a darker, thicker, usually brownish-red broth, as opposed to the translucent gray broth of pho. Ramen broth comes in several variations, depending on the stock. There's pork bone stock, miso stock, salt or soy sauce, among others. And plus, the meats and toppings vary wildly, depending where you order it. Pho? The broth? It's made with beef bones. That's it. No variation. The next distinction I'm going to make is one I think is very important. Ramen broth is boiled. You can make a simple version in 15 or 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. However, 
The broth for pho has to be simmered for seven or eight hours to get it right. To make pho, especially for a living, you have to love it. All right, back to linguistics. The second word, K-I-M, is the owner's name. To state the obvious, these words look to most Missourians like Kim, which sounds like a knockoff version of, you know, someone named Kim. I had always called the place Pho Kim, which we all know what that sounds like, and it's closer, but still not quite right. The proper pronunciations of both words defy English phonetics. Every last neuron of the average American brain wants that O to make the English long O sound. But in Vietnamese, it has the sound of our short U, as in, uh, you know that one, Dan. Hey. And the I and Kim, that's a long E. E. Like a dolphin. Nobody from around here intuits those Vietnamese pronunciations, so it's totally forgivable if you've been making that mistake because you just didn't know. If you learned because someone mocked you for mispronouncing it, then that person is much lamer for having done that than you were for not having known. Oh, and if you're one of those people who knows it's called pho but still says pho, maybe stop doing that. It's not really funny and it mostly just makes you sound like a jerk. All right, let's do this together. Repeat after me. Pho keem. Pho keem. Pho keem. Fuckim. Great. Wait, wait, wait. Don't get up. There's one more thing. We also need to talk about the order of those two words. The Vietnamese language does not use something like the apostrophe S or the word of to signify possession like we do in English. Rather, the possessor's name functions like an adjective coming after a noun. So instead of Dan's sandwich, it would be sandwich Dan, which is... Not a great example, since people already call him that sometimes, but you get it. In Vietnamese, pho kim translates to pho of kim, or more clearly, kim's pho. Okay, now we all know way too much about how to say the two-word name of pho kim. Let's learn a little bit about the restaurant and kim herself. Nya Mai Kim came with her family to the U.S. in 1994 as a political refugee from Vietnam, fleeing what an old newsletter article calls only a painful situation. Given the events transpiring in Vietnam at the time, that seems like an understatement. At any rate, after arriving, Kim worked as a nail stylist in Springfield for many years, but all the while she dreamed of opening her own Vietnamese restaurant. Kim's dream finally became a reality in 2014 when she opened her namesake, Pha Kim. Kim intended her restaurant as a thank you to the country and the city that took her in and accepted her two decades earlier. Kim and her crew strive to use only the freshest produce and finest cuts of meat available while also keeping the restaurant affordable. They are devoted to friendly, dedicated service. Stop by sometime and Kim will probably come up to your table Make sure you're satisfied and thank you for coming. But really, we should probably be thanking her. And that's me spoiling the Spring Food Mo review of Fakim. If Sandwich Dan or any of the Scully's crew disagree with me, 
I will be furious with them, and this podcast will join the annals of history with which it is so obsessed. Okay, that's all. Let's get to talking pho. That was a good one, Andy. Thanks, buddy. Much like Jake Sully, who left Earth for the promise of sweet unobtainium on the floral planet of Pandora, fuck him is out of this world. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Scully's crew, you guys chose Fakim. You have a history with it, I assume. Can you tell us about that? We eat there almost every week, sometimes oh, twice a week. At, at least twice a week. For years. Wow. So, <laughs> four years, perhaps? I probably discovered it three or four years ago. One of my buddies, Cody Wormington, told me about it, actually, and I fell in love with it. So, have you drawn any inspiration from Fakim? Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any broth that she does uh, is just perfect. Oh, we're gonna talk broth. Oh yeah, we're big broth boys around here. <laughs> <laughs> brothel? Is that a joke? <laughs> oh, it's a real brothel in here right now. In here. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our meals. This was not my first time there. I had been there once or twice over the years, but this is my first time going and really paying attention and trying to savor it and understand what made it special. This was my first time going to Fakim, and I actually went with the Scully's crew, Joe, think, Laura, and Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. But Jeremy actually was not there. <laughs> Traffic was really bad. <laughs> Andy was not there either, but that was a explicit choice in order to preserve podcast magic. Andy and I. <laughs> a choice Dan made. <laughs> I choose not to talk to Andy or respond to any of his texts in the week leading up to each record. <laughs> That's only, it's only like 70% true. <laughs> You said it was for posterity. <laughs> and it was a special occasion for which we ate Fakim. It was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> He's 19. <laughs> That's right. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. 19-year-old Dan Howell. <laughs> so School East Crew, you guys said you go there often. Do you switch it up? Do you order different stuff every time? Or do you get the same thing? Same thing. Always the same thing. Even today, we went, sat down... Jeremy was running a little late in traffic and the lady comes up and is just like, are you waiting for P1 boy to get here? So we, so they know, they know what we want. I always get the chicken curry. Me and Jeremy get the same thing. Yes. Yeah. P1. Sometimes I'll add a BM one, which is a bon mi. It's got sliced pork, cucumber, carrots, mayo, and then pate, which really ties the whole sandwich together. The bread. Also makes the sandwich. And I've been known to dip it in the pho. Oh. So it's like a, a pho dip, if you will. Wonderful. That's the way to go. No, not a, not a fib. <laughs> <laughs> a fib. P1, is that the kind P1. of their standard pho? It's their standard pho. And what is the, is what meat comes in that? The rare round eye beef. Okay. I got the rare round eye beef with the meatballs. Yes. So I think that's P4. I think so. Yeah. I think you're correct. I got the P3, which is the rare round eye beef with some well done brisket. Um, I really couldn't tell the difference between the two, but man, they were delicious. One of our listeners on the Springfield, Missouri subreddit told me what to order and exactly how to eat it. So I'm going to go through okay. what that person said, if that's all right. 
I worked really hard to get the pronunciations right in the bio segment, but I don't know how to say a lot of these words, so please forgive me. That's fair. So I believe it's P4 is the Fubotai. I, I'm sorry. I can't say I don't know that word. <laughs> also, it's been autocorrected to being. I'm pretty sure that's not what it was. So we'll just say the P4. It's rare eye beef plus meatballs. And to order it with the sliced steak on the side. So the rare eye beef is steak. And oh, wow. Told me to get something called skim nuwak bayo and to get a small bowl on the side for dipping sauce. Okay. The direction was to taste the broth as is first because it takes a long time to yes. make. Just out of respect for the broth, which I, I loved that bit of advice. And then to, mm-hmm. to drop some basil leaves in there and to squeeze a lime over it and sort of let it all blend together. Joe gave uh, my dime piece girlfriend and I similar instructions, um, just kind of laying out how exactly we should prepare our pho as it was, I think, both of our first times enjoying the dish at all. Yeah. The garnish came out first, about five minutes before the soup. They were really busy. That's It was weird. on a Thursday That's night and they were really busy. Bizarre. It was sprouts, mint, basil, cilantro, jalapenos. I was confused at first. But I quickly deduced that this was, in fact, a garnish to be added to the broth once it arrived. So I tore off the leaves, threw them in, squeezed a lemon. I did not put the sprouts in. Not a big fan. I don't put the sprouts in either, ever. Too earthy. Yep. Too earthy. Yeah. Yeah. My feelings exactly. Also, they're very filling. I don't know if you guys, Mm -hmm. you probably do know that, that they're one of the most filling foods. 100%. Yeah. You throw them in there, you're not going to have a good time. So. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fun time. I think it's time to talk broth. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. That I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured you never would, so I, I was it. right. <laughs> the broth is so hard to describe accurately because the flavor is so complex, especially with the garnish added. It's smooth, rich. That umami flavor is up front, but with some sweetness and spiciness there too, maybe even a little bit of sour. It's kind of crazy. There's never just one taste present. Uh, the spiciness increased over time. It kind of snuck up on me towards the end. I sat there for a while, really t- trying to savor the experience and be reverential. I mean, if you just picture, it's just one, me, one man by himself sitting in front of a <laughs> soup for a, almost an hour. <laughs> uh, the flavor changed over the 45 minutes. It intensified. And by the end, there was so much heat that it was difficult for me to take. So I eventually did give up. But I expected it to be spicy yeah, a little bit, um, maybe just because it comes from an Asian country. So I expected maybe a little spice, but really wasn't at all. Um, I didn't add any jalapenos or anything, right. but... Uh, it was intense, but it wasn't intense in oh, a spicy or hot way. I, d- I don't know how much I've had of umami flavored things, but uh, man, that umami had me saying, ooh, daddy. Joe, we've heard that you're a bit of a heat head. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I burned you guys on the Big Fat Burritos episode. (laughs) You burned us a little bit. (laughs) Only literally. I I was happy to try it. Only physically. (laughs) No, that that was good. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a heat head per se. I wouldn't call myself that. (laughs) I I like a little spice in my life. We get like a bowl of chili paste on the side, though, and we equally split it. And I think. You I guys used a lot it, of chili paste. Yeah. <laughs> I always try it first. You got yeah, to taste that broth. And then I just like, boom, just drop all the chili paste in there. It's perfect. How do you guys feel about, about the, I don't know how to say it. Is it ho- hoisin? Hoisin? Oh, hoisin. 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 
How do you guys feel about the hoisin sauce and sriracha? I was a big fan originally, and then I, f- I figured out it really takes away from the broth. Yeah, it does. Um, and it's almost too sweet. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not it's nice, but I feel like it's something you would put on um, below average pho. Okay. Whereas this is high quality. So you mm. really want to taste all of the, the spices in the, the herbs and everything. Yeah. I'm right there with you on that. The Redditor had told me to use a separate sauce container and mix the sauces together. And I really liked the combination of the sriracha and hoisin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it really, it's, it's almost it's like it drowned out right. the nuance of the, the broth. You, I, I'm just repeating what you said. It's <laughs> <Well, laughs> true. <laughs> like I said, I had never had pho before. I really, really enjoyed that broth. I was also having a hard time even explaining what the flavors were. It's very complex. The meat was just tender, fell apart in my mouth. The noodles as well just kind of melt in your mouth. You can get a big chunk of them and they just disintegrate. They're so good. Do you guys order the steak on a plate? separately or do you have it in the broth no just in the broth i didn't realize that was an option i i I wouldn't have known how this person had told me but it's really cool because it comes out rare yeah on the plate and you drop it in it gets cooked in the broth yeah you order it to go yeah it comes that way it comes separate i was wondering how their to go game was because as we know i'm a they give you a full foam tray kind of like we have at scully's and then a full container of broth on the side so you'll you'd have to have your own bowl at home Uh but so when you guys get to takeout, is it hot enough when it gets to your house? It is, but it's it's better if you heat it back yeah. up, like on stovetop. Right. I when I get leftover Scully's ramen, I heat up your broth. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to do it. It coagulates and then decoagulates. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works to me because I'm an idiot who doesn't understand science. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of fat. <laughs> <laughs> the end of mine. And there was so many noodles left that I wasn't really going to finish them, but I had a hard time getting up. Like, I kind of didn't want the experience to be over. I just kept slowly sipping the broth. Yeah. And it's so good. We kind of talked about it while we were there, but it's a very, it's just a very sustaining meal. It'll, mm-hmm. It'll really get you through the day. We actually had to take a trip to Kansas City that day, 11 out of 10, and I, <laughs> we went up there to see Kamasi Washington live in concert. And that that pho just carried us throughout the entire day. We didn't have to eat until late, late whenever we got back home that evening. <laughs> Dime piece plus a penny. <laughs> yeah. A couple of hay pennies. <laughs> so I assume that since you guys go a lot, you probably interact with Keem or, or Kim. Kim. Somewhat. Yeah, a does little she, bit. How did, does she respond to Kim? I assume she yes. does since yeah. she lives I in Springfield. I think so because that's all I've ever, I, that's, sure. that's what I say. So, and she's never like corrected me. So, I'm probably, probably just, wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> that's, that's, she's probably just too nice. Yeah, she's she's very nice. Yeah, she came up and talked to me for a little bit towards the end of my meal. And I expected her to say, can you please leave you weirdo (laughs) and she was actually just really really nice she couldn't have been sweeter she apologized that my food took so long to come out which i that wasn't my perception at all it's just like a really personal experience there because you know she's back there every single time you see her make every single bowl that comes out so you know that's why it's good and for a place to go and eat alone i think that's the place like there's always a couple loners Oh, yeah. taking their sweet time every time we go there 
when I went back today, she came out and just sat down at somebody's table and talked to them for like five minutes. I assume this place has a lot of regulars. It seems like a place yeah. with which people develop relationships. It really is. It seems like every time we're there, she's eventually coming out just chatting with people. Mm-hmm. Always she there. She will try to pawn Durian off on and you. You, you should take her up on In it. season, which is the king of fruits. I've never had it, only because <laughs> Andrew Zimmern on Bizarre Foods couldn't get through it it's a fruit that resembles old rotted onions and sweaty socks yeah it smells like feet garlicky or blue cheese blue cheese i should taste test it i actually have had durian fruit um, whenever i was in culinary school for a short bit we did a fruit tasting. Um, it has the consistency of uh, thick mucus and <laughs> tastes kind of like it smells dirty feet. It was horrible. You either love it or hate it. And after like hearing it described, I don't know how anyone could love it, but to each their own, I guess. <laughs> Joe would probably love, love it. Oh. I do. You like feet? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we all made second trips this week. That's right. All of us, except for Jeremy. Today was my first trip. I was um, a bit under the weather, and of course, traffic was bad. (laughs) Halloween on Saturday was was a long night, and it carried over into Monday, the effects, so I was not able to... Too much uh, candy? Too much candy. (laughs) A lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. (laughs) Dan and I got banh mi, which are the sandwiches on sliced baguettes. Yes, Andy texted me around 10.45 this morning to let me know that he was going to be going there for Bon Me, <laughs> and I just happened to be on that side of town, so I got there around 11.05 and really beat Andy to the punch. Um, <laughs> Keem prepared my Bon Me fresh. Whenever I walked in, the person taking orders said, table for one? The way she said it made me really question how you're able to do this all the time, Andy. It was very... It just, it just seems sad. I'm not lonely. I, I, so I took it to go. I don't brag about it all the time. I also date a dime piece. But we have our own lives, man. And I like to sit and read. I, I just like to have my food at home. And I have to say... The banh mi is very conducive for that. Yeah. It's not a hot sandwich. So although it comes with fresh meats on it, the bread is not toasted and it loses virtually nothing during the trip. I was thinking, oh, maybe me and Dan can go have a little production meeting. And I was actually recording that bio segment that we did earlier. (laughs) And so I was on airplane mode and I was like, oh, 15 minutes. That's fine. It won't be any big deal. So then I turn my phone back on. I, I get a text. It's from Dan. That's a picture of him <laughs> at fuck fucking <laughs> giving me a gesture with a timestamp 1107. <laughs> yeah, I think my so. new quest with the podcast is to one up Andy yep. at all turns <laughs> to be Last better cookie. than me. <laughs> I agree with the Bon Me. I got the pork version and it was delicious. It wasn't like the nuanced, complex flavor of the pho, but it's not supposed to be. No. It was just a really tasty sandwich. Well, I don't believe you got the one with the pate. No, I didn't. I was Had you, I think you would not be saying that it's not complex because that pate took me just... It was so good. <laughs> so rich. That's the uh, one downside to dunking it 
it takes away from the subtlety of the broth because the pate is such an intense flavor. Uh, okay. It's very salty. Mm-hmm. Very salty. Next time. Also, I- the price point on the banh mi, they raised it a dollar and it's still... <laughs> Four fifty. Yeah, it's a deal. It's the best little cheap sandwich you can get ever. Yeah, I thought it was three ninety. Same thing. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's the best deal in Springfield. When I went back for the bami today, I started with an order of spring rolls. We began our meal with an order of spring rolls as well. Whenever we had the full table of pho, how did you feel about them, Andy? I'm going to lay this down for you. Not only do I think these are the best spring rolls I've ever had. I would go as far as to say they're the only spring roll I've ever had that I've liked. Wow. I, I'm not a big fan of the translucent spring roll and the crunchy vegetables inside of it. That's bold. But this one with the plump piece of shrimp and yes. thin pork. Wow. Whole sure. nother level of spring roll game. There's shrimp in there. There's some pork. There are some rice noodles, I believe, yes. and some rice cilantro or coriander <laughs> so much more <laughs> whatever you please flavorful than any spring roll i've ever indulged in okay now not to spoil a review that we have booked in february but there is another place in town whose spring rolls i like more than this Ooh. part of the reason i like it more is because of the sauce of this other place now i must say that the sauce in, that comes with the fakim spring roll is Pretty tasty. Yeah, it's a peanut sauce. I'm not a big peanut sauce fan and still very good. I'm a huge peanut sauce fan and it's only a little nutty. It's just slightly nutty. Mm -hmm. It still has a lot of flavor. However, compared to the other sauces and that sort of thing at Fakim, not that strong a flavor. It's good. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It just wasn't a strong flavor. So pretty solid spring rolls. Dan loves them. I think they're good. They're more like a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Whereas what would you give them, Dan? Uh, I mean, as far as spring rolls I've had, I'm going straight five. They're they're heads above any other spring roll I've ever had. An order there comes with two spring rolls. I only ate one of them just to make sure that I had enough room for my sandwich. I requested a box to take the last spring roll home, as one does. And my server came back with a regular box. You know how takeout works. Sure. (laughs) But she also brought me a piece of saran wrap and said to use that to wrap up the spring roll so that it didn't dry out. That's pro. That is service. Andy, these spring rolls had me sprung. <laughs> that actually brings me to an exciting announcement that I have this week. Oh, boy. I, Dan Howell of the Spring Food Mo Pod, am giving Savannah Square on Campbell and Walnut Lawn the <laughs> coveted Spring Food Mo Hotspot Award <laughs> for Best Budget Lunch Subcategory handheld division <laughs> the bon mees at fakim along with the jamaican patties at jamaican patty co makes the savannah square more deserving than any other spot in springfield congratulations savannah square you earned it you know when i finished that sandwich i was so sad that it was over i i think i was experiencing a little Bon me on we. You guys, this is a brawny bon me, bro. It's got me saying, bon me, me, please. Bon me in the morning. Bon me in the evening. Bon me at supper time. <laughs> if I don't get my bon me, I have a little baguette regret. 
I know Halloween is behind us technically, but we had this bond me before Halloween, and Keem's bond me and Fur put a spelly on my belly. <laughs> Dan, you're so quick to spot a bond me bond mot. Between the Fur beef and broth and the bond me bread and meat, I'm dead and beat. This fuzz good. <laughs> I think there's just one thing left to do in our discussion about Fakim, Dan. What's that, Andy? Rating it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we do that. <laughs> Scully's crew and Dan, how many hot broth hot spots out of five would you rate Fakim? I'm going to cut right to the chase. I'm giving it five. It is the second five from Dan Howell on the Spring Food Mo Pod. I love the broth. The first one went to Scully's. I'm a broth boy, boys. <laughs> and lady. <laughs> and Laura. Scully's true. What do you guys say? That's a solid five, I believe, for all of us. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do here, Andy? <laughs> Look. <sighs> Let me explain my rationale. When I go to a restaurant... I want to find a place to go every week or more than once a week. I'm in the market to be a regular. That's what I love. And I loved Fuck Him. But to me, this place is special in a way that I want to go like three or four times a year. Is this making sense? Yeah. I want to go and sit there for an hour. Make a joke, Dan. <laughs> I'm going to sit there for an hour and enjoy myself and take my time. You know what? I'm giving it five. <laughs> Karen! Market Karen. This is the first time we've had everyone in the room give something a five, which is pretty cool. Excellent. I mean, Kim's killing it. So. She is. It I, I do want the audience to know that um, Laura had her hand around Andy's neck while he <laughs> took that last bit. He, uh, you could hear it in my voice when I yelled Karen's name. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the fact that my voice is shot. <laughs> so, we're talking about rating. God, listen to that. <laughs> we're talking about ratings. I feel like I... I feel terrible that I gave your restaurant a 4.5. <laughs> because I was abusing my power. So... To bring back Bloom and Kimchi. Yeah, okay. it, it, it might make a come. It, Probably will make it. it probably will. That's what I. That's what I wanted to ask you was why was it taken off the menu? We only have one fryer mm. on our food truck, and that blooming kimchi just just wrecked it. Oh, okay. also, you may have been the only person that ever ordered. It. Ever ordered it? <laughs> do you ever. remember me coming like six times? I 100%. do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think like half half the time it, you were out or not able to make it, I was probably crestfallen. I, I swear you were the only person that ordered it. <laughs> I stand like, behind it. Yeah, it was a great It was like it was a awesome. harebrained idea. We plopped some kimchi in the fryer one day. It, it was tasted a mess up. great. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you were the only one that ever wanted it. So we were like, it, it's all hard. We have to take some things off that we don't yeah. want to. And But. but <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. But hopefully in the future with like expansion, we're hoping to like bring some things back to the menu and like just really get into more options it'll come back currently have so you said a word there word there i'm curious about but first i want to tell you that i'm going to officially move the scully's rating up to five where's karen and that has nothing to do with the fact that you guys came to my house it's because 
not my oh, house. Wait, we're at the Hammond's well, you guys yeah. came to his house before this. Okay, before we I didn't here. want people to know this, but <laughs> I live on the 16th floor of the <laughs> Hammond's <laughs> Tower. <laughs> it's not because you guys came to the tower. It's because your restaurant deserves it. And I mean that. So Appreciate that. We yeah. appreciate that, Andy. It's so good. And might I say, beautiful view from the 16th floor up here. It's, 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 it's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You're just looking at my records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you use the word expansion. At some point next year, we're looking at expanding and moving into the building we are currently parked in front of. Breaking news on Spring Food Pod. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I'm, I'm, so, I'm excited. so excited to break this news. I've been excited all record. Oh, that's so awesome. We're pretty excited. As far as when is still kind of up in the air, but we are we're making movements towards it. So that's fantastic. It's gonna happen. Would you say you're making money moves? Money moves, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so I've always talked about having it was always a joke because I never thought it'd really happen, but I always thought it'd be great to have a VIP booth for the people that I love so much. And I was definitely gonna have a Dan and his highly intelligent dime piece girlfriend VIP booth and <laughs> and now it might actually be a reality you know so there might be like 10 other names on this one little plaque because it's going to be a small <laughs> it's going to be a, be a small, small restaurant but there is going to be a table there your name on it very cool that's so sweet thank you <laughs> all right Andy we've got a big bag of mail and we've sorted through it to find the best questions this is the Food Mail's Food Bank. Andy and Dan, just a couple of food mails. Walk into the box, gonna check the food mail. Open up All right. This week's question comes from Daniel and Andrew. <laughs> and it's addressed to the Scully's crew, Joe, Laura, and Jeremy. Dear Scully's crew, we love Springfield, Missouri, and all the food it has. Tell us what your favorite food is. It's a pretty bland letter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a couple dum-dums. <laughs> so yeah, favorite restaurants in Springfield besides your own? Go. Lindbergh's, for sure. Baby Lindbergh. Burger. Baby Burger. Oh, what? Pound what? for pound best burger in, in Springfield. Why the Baby Burger over the standard Lindberger? I'm more of a standard Lindy, maybe even a triple Lindy if I'm oh, yeah. if I'm feeling into it. I'll go big. I'll even throw a fried egg on there, maybe some bacon if I'm really looking forward to that first big heart attack. But <laughs> I, I'll do the baby too. It's a nice little burger. You it doesn't make you feel like you can't move, which is mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> Very important. Big fan of that burger as well. We're going to do another Lindbergh's episode where we talk about the dinner options instead of the brunch we kind of did them a disservice by reviewing only the brunch i just i think they have some of the best bar food in town that oh. burger is outstanding city butcher we eat their brisket a lot oh yeah Briskets, that's excellent. i love you know piling on the pickles and the white onion little tokyo we frequent that a little lot tokyo. <laughs> the drive-through they're the only place that's open when we get off work so yeah we're in little tokyo <laughs> two to three nights a week Fantastic. So uh, you grad school also oh, yeah. got to give a shout out there. Um, Full ride. Everything, <laughs> the, pretty much everything they have is great. Um, fish tacos, wonderful. Uh, burger, of course, wonderful. That sharp cheddar that they put on it. Mm. Whew. 
pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another one of our favorites is Missouri Spirits, actually. Cat Licks. Cat Licks makes a wonderful, wonderful shrimp po' boy. Astounding shrimp po' boy. It's got a good amount of heat to it. Yeah, a little spicy. A little spicy. Perfectly fried. It's so good. She invited us back into the kitchen, pretty much showed us how to make it. It's um, fresh shrimp that she butterflies and cuts in half, fries it up, makes a remoulade sauce, a little shredded lettuce on a baguette. In other news, the new Scully's location is going to have po' boys. Hey. <laughs> Straight from way. the mind of Cat Licks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, made a, she made the first tikka masala I ever tried, actually, at a wedding I attended. I believe most of you guys were there. I was there, there as well, yeah. It was so good, and now tikka masala is definitely one of my favorite dishes, hands down, period. Ampersand. Delicious. I she kills it. it. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good question, Daniel and Andrew. <laughs> you sound <laughs> handsome. <laughs> yeah, you sound sexy. <laughs> well, I think that's about going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, I just want to say thank you to the Scully's crew for yeah, stopping by. You guys have been, been awesome. great guys, guests. Yeah, thank guys. you, guys. At the end of the year, whenever we rank our guests, I hope um, <laughs> I hope you guys stack up against Jake. <laughs> we do have some more guests yeah, yeah. Jake, on the big docket. Booty. It's, it's big tough. booty. Yep. <laughs> Coming for that booty. <laughs> it's Big Bootay. Pretty sure it's Big Bootay. Uh, big Bootay. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> That is the insidest joke. I know. It's people who are friends with Jake on Facebook. That's that's who that joke is for. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please continue to tell your friends about the show if you want to be part of the 1%. Yeah, we're getting um, closer and closer to that 1,600 listeners that we're really looking for. So if you guys could just tell your parents, tell your kids, it's a family-friendly show. You guys can all listen to it around the hearth at Christmas time. <laughs> Just uh, tell some people about it. We want people to listen to it. If you don't have a hearth, listen to the dinner table. And if you don't have a dinner table, <laughs> you should probably not be listening to podcasts. You can get yourself <laughs> a dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> Sell your iPod. <laughs> people don't have iPods now. Anyway, let's end this carnage. <laughs> Where are we eating next week, Dan? Ah, uh, yes. We have sort of a double feature next week. For the first time in Spring Food Mo history, we're doing a head-to-head mano-a-mano challenge between St. George's Donuts and Hertz. It's a donut death match. (laughs) So go eat some donuts, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys.